Hey guys, my name's Sean. It's my podcast. It's 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is, oh Lord, day nine. Here we go. Let's get it. Hey everyone, what is up? What is up? It is day nine of 21 days of prayer and fasting, and that is an awesome thing. So, um, man, hope you guys are doing well in it. Um, I don't know what your listening routine is or how, how you're implementing prayer. Um, mine has been, um, well, I pray a couple times a day. I pray in the morning. Um, I tend to go to the gym four to five days a week. And um, I, I pray there in the afternoon when I'm finished with my workout. Um, and then I try and pray as I go. I'll, you know, that, that's been a theme with every guest I've had is they'll, they'll you know, the Bible says pray without ceasing, right? So you learn to do that. So, um, but I, I do believe, I think there is something about having a routine of it as well. I think we can kind of get um, disciplined with, with it and we should, and it's good for us. I'm not a super disciplined person. I'm, I'm learning to become one over time. Um, the, the danger of just praying as you go though, I will tell you is that, um, sometimes you're just doing self-talk. You're not talking to God and you're not hearing from God as you do it, as you go. So there are, um, I think you should have times where you stop and you're quiet and you go to that still quiet inner space in your heart. Cause I, I do believe, um, that's where God talks and, um, I heard a woman yesterday who, um, she got back from India and this woman has a, her name's Carol. Uh, you just tell she has a deep faith and it's not cause she went to India, but, um, she was talking about while she was in India, it's so crowded in Delhi. Like the city of Delhi has, um, I think it's like 29 million people living in it. There's 40 million people living in California. I just, I, I want us to understand scale. So one city has 29 million people in, in, in India. And she was there and she said, it's so, you know, everywhere you go, it's so noisy. There's just people everywhere. It's, and, um, you know, she went into these Hindu temples and, you know, she could feel the darkness and it felt like zombies. And, and then she entered into this place where they were, um, discipling Christian girls. I, be, I believe, I don't remember the exact place it was. And she said, you know, um, I've, I've learned to notice God's voice and the kingdom usually becomes most evident to me when things get quiet. There's just, there's a silence, there's a peace, even if there's noise around, it just feels quiet. And, um, I thought that was really insightful. I have no Bible to back that up or anything. Um, I do. I could find verses, but I, I, I think there's a still place in us that we got to go to sometimes. So I encourage encourage you all to have that that place. But that's not even what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. So um, I was in prayer, actually. It's my day off today. And while in prayer, I really got a prompting from the Holy Spirit to talk to you guys on day nine about this thing. So if you're listening, uh, this could be for, for you from God. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know. You, you, you figure that one out, but I want to talk to you about motives. Okay. 
Um, because when we're praying and we're fasting, um, it's really easy to get mixed up in our motives because we all have mixed motives. We, we all do. You're all trying to get something personal out of prayer. You're not just trying to be close to God. Let me say that again. People in general, we're trying to get something out of God. That's how motivations go. Um, the Bible says um, in Proverbs 16 too, it says, all a person's ways seem pure to them, but the motives are weighed by the Lord, right? And the the here's why. Because in Proverbs 17, 9, it says that the human heart is ferociously deceitful. It says, it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? That is a spiritual reality of all of us. So our motives are all mixed. And, and you know, I, I want us to understand that because there are many people that say, well, why... I shouldn't do it then if I don't have good motives behind it. And um, this is just something I was going over just different seasons of my life as a believer. And um, I, I can tell you that most of those seasons, my motives in serving God were typically very selfish and surfacy spiritual. And here's what I found. That God's grace is so big and abundant, it washes over all my stupid motives. And as I have grown over the years in the Lord, and I'm not fully grown in the Lord, but as I have grown over it, I do know this, um, God, God has really grown me in that area. And so I'm not saying it's cool if you have um, sinful motives and just just be okay with it. I, I'm talking more so from a from a standpoint that like um, God understands our weird, selfish, fleshly motives. Like as a pastor, like sometimes I pray for things because it makes my career better, right? And not. Because it grows a kingdom. And um, I have to weed through that. And it's in those still still places that the Holy Spirit really helps me weed through my crazy motives. Right? Or when I pray for my kids, you know, there is a motive in me that, you know, I'm praying that they follow the Lord because I know how deep and how rich and how beautiful that is but I also understand my motives like when my kids follow Christ as a pastor it makes me look good and here's what I, I want you to know I'm just trying to be open and honest and and raw is that God's grace washes over my weird motives and God's will, he's going to do what, he, what, what, he, what he's going to do. And um, what I would tell you is just draw near to him and, 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 and trust that God will weed through your motives. He knows your heart better than you do, right? Um, you can even do ministry. There are people, I have done ministry with bad motives probably. 
You know what I mean? I'm not even probably. I know. It was for self-gratification to make me look better, right? And Paul talked about motives in Philippians. In Philippians 1.17, he said, you know, um, the former proclaimed Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking, and then he says to afflict him and his imprisonment. But he said, but if Christ is preached, who cares? And that's the beauty of it is God works in all of our motives. But if you will seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, he's going to weed through those motives. So don't let your motivations stop you. But as you draw near to God, what I found, the, the longer I followed him and the closer I draw near to him, I start noticing those motivations in me, those sinful ones, the selfish ones, um, the ones that are of the flesh and not of the spirit, which are all a little, little different. So 1 Thessalonians 2.4 says, our purpose is to please God, not people, right? For we preach Christ, not Christ Jesus is Lord, not ourselves, right? Um, God is interested in our motives, but even more so in our actions. So that whole AA adage, fake it till you make it, sometimes you do that. And um, God is blessed by your actions, even when you don't want to do it. Because I catch people being like, oh, I don't want to serve in that ministry. I don't want to do that. I'm not, you know, you're not motivated. Um, That's just foolish. Like, be obedient even when you don't want to. God honors that highest. So um, so know that. So I'm going to give you a couple questions to process about motivations, and it's okay. Um, the question you can always ask yourself, if, if no one ever knows what I'm doing, right? If you're giving, serving, sacrificing, fasting, praying, would I still do it? If no one ever knew you were doing the 21 days of prayer and fasting, would you still do it? That's a good question. Um, I think when I first did it, I got peer pressured into it by um, a couple of the pastors, by Pastor Eli and Bob, and I I did it. Um, and the blessing was, is I, you know, I'm six or seven years in deep now, and um, I don't think I would start my year without it now. There's no visible payoff for what you're doing. Um, would you still do it, right? Would I joyfully take a lesser position if God asked me to, right? When that comes to serving. Am I doing this for the praise of others? How does it make me feel? Doing the 21 days and telling people what you're fasting and and working through it, um, does it make you feel better about yourself? Yeah. Um, If I had to suffer for continuing what God has called me to, would I continue to do it? You know, do I judge my success or failure based upon my faithfulness to God and what he has asked me to do or how I compare it with others? Man, that one, holy cow. I think um, even in the last decade of my life and my ministry, um, a lot of my faithfulness to God was to try and get him to bless me more. It wasn't because I loved him. And, um, you know, I think he's been showing me that over the last couple months as I've been leaning into prayer more and during this time of fasting. And I'm not a saint. I'm going to be honest with you. There have been uh, moments in this 21 days where I broke my fast. Um, The other day, 
I uh, booked an appointment. It was a lunch at a person person's house. They had made it, and I totally forgot. And, um, you know, husband and wife, and I just I just broke it, and I ate. And um, it was to be in their fellowship, and I, you know, this person worked hard on this food, so, um, you know, I did, and I confessed it to God, and said, "Sorry, Lord," and here's the beauty of it. Guys, his grace is sufficient. God doesn't love me more because I fasted for 21 days or doesn't love me less because I broke it. His grace is sufficient. So I want you um, to lean into um, prayer right now. I'm going to I'm just going to play a little. uh, Little little song for you. You can reflect on it. And I would encourage you to just rejoice today as you do, do this one. In God's presence and his grace, that it's enough. It really is. And go to that still place after the song's done. So I'm going to play it, and here we go.
Still I get heartbreak, stone every side Between the rock and the compromise Like truth in a pack of lies fighting for my soul I got no place left to go Cause I got changed by what I've been shown There's more glory than the world has known It keeps me rambling on Skipping like a cave Loosed from your stall I'm free to love once and for all And even when I fall I get back up for the joy That overflows my cup Heaven filled me with more than enough Broke down my levees and my bluffs Let the flood wash me And one day when the sky Rolls back on us Some rejoice and the others fuss Cause every knee must bow and tongue confess The Son of God is forever blessed His is the kingdom and we're the guests So put your voice up to the test Sing Lord 